you don't know what you want to do unless yeah. you start doing it exactly and like there's always this fear of like oh what if i can't do it yeah. or like oh maybe it's not the field for me yeah if you want to do it yeah. give it a shot exactly my name is nick nagaku and you are locked into culture tv for the culture by the culture let's go Shmita, thank you so much for coming down today. No, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited for this. Good. So really appreciate it. Thank no, you. It's a pleasure. How are you? I'm good. <clears throat> yeah. Very well. Yes. So um, congratulations on the Mrs. India win. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, I've never heard of it, Mrs. India before. So yes. Mrs. India is basically Miss India, but if you're married. Yes. Right. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that you're married then. Uh, yes, yeah. I am. <laughs> <laughs> and so, was that, where was that? So it was in uh, India, in yeah. Delhi. Yeah. Uh, so there was a big pageant for Mrs. India. Mm -hmm. uh, so this pageant we represent uh, in uh, Mrs. Universe contest. So it's mm -hmm. like a preliminary round for that uh, pageant. Yeah. Uh, we also had the Mrs. Asia. Yeah. Uh, during the same time. So oh, I so won. you're you're both, aren't you? Yeah. So I won so Mrs. India. Win. Yes. Nice. Yay. <laughs> and um, when was that? Uh, it was last month. So that was in what, August? August, yes. And so when did you get back to the UK? Uh, three weeks ago, actually, just after it finished. It was been quite a busy um, schedule yeah. because I had to rush back, uh, left my little daughter here. So you so, live here? Yes, I live in Prespery here. Okay. Yeah. But you are originally, where, where in India are you from originally? So I was born in a small town called uh, Dibrugar in Assam, yeah. uh, where I spent most of my Whereabouts life. Whereabouts is that? It's in Assam, it's in, in the northeast of okay. India. Yeah. I moved to Delhi when I was 18, where mm. I did my college uh, and I spent um, four or five years there. Yeah. I did my BSc in biotechnology there. I started working yeah. uh, in the same field didn't like it yeah then biotechnology I, yes um right. i just thought the field was not for me mm. even though i enjoyed studying my degree yeah. uh then uh, randomly i came across um and i started working for real estate and construction yeah which i thoroughly enjoyed yeah um i stayed and started working learning th through work experience it yeah. was amazing in still in delhi still still in delhi um, then uh, I was on a holiday in the Middle East yeah. uh, to uh, visit my sister and brother-in-law. They mm. were in Middle East, uh, posted there for a few years, yeah. uh, where I met my now husband. Oh, okay. And uh, I moved there when I was 22. Yeah. Um, and I lived there, worked, um, lived there for almost 10 years. Right. And uh, two years ago, I moved back to the UK. Wow. So yeah. just two years you've been here? Yes. Then? It's changed so much in India, hasn't it, over the past? It has, it has, definitely. That, my dad's Indian. So oh, I've, nice. So I've been going there since I was seven, eight years old. So do you know India well then? Pretty well, yeah. yeah? I've been lots of times, yeah. Oh, I mean, nice. not as well as you, but like, yeah. <laughs> I've been enough times to say I've got a, a good grasp of the country. Um, I can't speak Hindi. Okay. Um, I can understand it, but I can understand it to a, to a degree. Okay, interesting, yeah. Um, but no, I can't speak it. Well, I, if, if I can, I would never say it because it's, I, just, I say it with a mank accent and it just sounds stupid. <laughs> or I have to put on a fake Indian accent, yeah, which I feel equally fraudulent doing. So it's yeah. like, I'll just say it in a mank accent, but then it sounds crazy. I totally get it. <laughs> and, and then what I mean, like, because my family are from Bombay. Okay, nice. So, um, so when I do do that, 
they just people just reply to me in English. Like, yeah. What what are you trying to do? <laughs> See, that's the thing though. Like the official language in India is English, yeah. and a lot of people don't know this. And yeah. I'm like, well. Yes, Hindi or all of the state, they have their languages, yeah. but they're like, oh, really? So do you speak English all the time? It's like, yeah, it's our official language. Yeah. Everything is in English. It's, so. it's crazy, isn't it? Like, yes. Because in Bombay, they speak Marathi. Yes. Which is quite different to, to Hindi. Yes. And a lot of my family, they all speak Marathi. But I started learning, not learning, but picking up bits of Hindi and Urdu, because a lot of my friends are from Pakistani yes. backgrounds over here. Urdu and Hindi are very similar. Yes. So you can kind of, well, I can't even tell the difference, to be honest, between them two, two languages. But Marathi, wow. Yes. It's completely different. See, that's the thing. So I am originally a Bengali yeah. uh, from Calcutta yeah. uh, in West Bengal. Uh, but I was born in a state, yeah. in Assam, where they spoke another language. Yeah. So What language do they speak there? They speak in Assamese. Right. So What's I, that like? They're very, it's similar to Bengali. So I can speak Bengali, I can speak Assamese, and yeah. I can speak Hindi. So yeah. very fluently. So it's weird when I go back, you kind yeah. of swing in that accent, the way you yeah, speak, yeah, it yeah. kicks in. Yeah. Like you don't do that when yeah. you're here. Uh, so it's very interesting. All of the languages in India, they're so diverse. What, what's Bengal, how similar is Bengali to like Hindi and Urdu? It's very different. Very different. It's very different. Different yeah. like Tamil different. Um, I mean, there are words, uh, probably there are more similarities between few words uh, right. in between those languages, but the way you say it, yeah. the, the pitch, the, the accent, the, yeah. the, the words that come out there, yeah. they're different, yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? Cause yes. I mean, India is a big place. Yes. But if you look at America, for example, everyone just speaks English or Australia, yes. even though it's, it's obviously a lot less populated, but India is smaller than both of those places, but you've got such diversity in like state to state, like in you say like uh, Maharashtra borders Gujarat, right? Yes. Gujarati and, and Marathi, the two. It's like French and German. Exactly. That's what I tell a lot of my friends, um, like when I meet them yeah. or who don't understand uh, India as well yeah. as you. Even I would say. Um, they don't understand. It's like going to a different state in India is it's very close to going to a different country yeah. like you just said it's yeah. like they look different they yeah. eat different yeah. it's it's the literally food's different everything the, everything is different the yeah. way they speak we don't understand yeah. so the common language is either english yeah. or hindi yeah. so that's what keeps you together yeah. <laughs> but it's, yeah it's great growing up in india that's definitely i would say it's changed like when i first went there it 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 felt a lot poorer mm -hmm. than and that was like early 90s okay when i first went um and it felt like there wasn't, for example, I went a few years ago mm -hmm. and I was out in bars, nice rooftop bars in Bombay, like like I was here, like I was on holiday. Yeah. But when it's I- It's different now, yeah. It's I different. Agree. There's, yeah. A, there's a middle class and there never used to be a middle class. Yeah. From what, I, I mean, I was a kid, but even when I went when I was like 18 or whatever, there was still none of that that, yeah. I, that I could visibly see. But this time it was like, I like it. It, was, it, was all, it sounds bad to say, but it was always a bit of a chore to have to go because I'd just go there sleeping on the floor at my auntie's house. Oh, wow, yes. Do you know what I mean? It was like 10 of us Different in a room. Different experience, yeah. Yeah, it's like oh, three weeks. That's a long time. Yeah, it's a, lo it's a long time. You can't speak the language. It's like, it's a long time. But the last few times that I've been, I've really enjoyed it. I've really enjoyed it. 
and even like culturally it's changed so much like the hip-hop scene over there is blown up massively yes and um like the whole gully gang thing i think that's incredible what those guys are doing yes um but yeah no it's really interesting to see and i think if you look where where india is going to be in 20 30 years I think um, yes, I agree. It's it's really definitely progressing at a very faster rate yeah. uh, than a lot of the other parts of the world. So yeah, hope think, a bright future. Do you think you'd ever move back? No, uh, our life is here now. Yeah. Uh, my husband is from the UK, yeah. so so has he been there? Yeah, he's been a couple of times. Yeah. Shocked to his system when yeah, he first yeah. arrived. <laughs> I think the main thing was the driving. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah because the Delhi, the crazy, Delhi uh, is very similar to Mumbai driving. Yeah. So he yeah. couldn't believe it. He was cringing every time, you know, we were in the car. He was yeah. like, oh my God, the car is too close. <laughs> um, but then we lived in the Middle East for a long time. Yeah. And the driving there is not as nice as here, but still not as crazy as India. Yeah. So we have a balance of uh, all the worlds now. Yeah. Yeah. So you've gone from studying biotechnology mm -hmm. to becoming Miss India, Mrs. India, should yeah. I say? And it's quite a. It would appear to be quite a big polar opposite jump from someone who started out with the intention of doing well biotechnology. It's a, it's a science to to becoming in this area that you're in now, which is like running charities and sort of being an ambassador for the country, I suppose. Would that be accurate, would you say? Yes, yeah, so more of a continent now, I would say. Yeah, well, say, of a continent, yeah. 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 Oh, so yeah, of a continent. Yes. <laughs> it's a big continent as well. Yes, actually, it's big. <laughs> um, yeah, it has been. Um, the main thing about being in this pageant is uh, the realization that you don't have to be the most beautiful girl set mm -hmm. there to be in a pageant. Mm -hmm. It's it's beauty is from the inside, and it's got it holds true value when you when you yeah. go to platforms like this, because it's it's the confidence in you that you build up. Yeah. You know, I've been in this pageant. Uh, I can't tell you how much I've developed myself as a person just being and getting trained in this pageant. Yeah. Like meeting all these wonderful women and mm -hmm. their stories and what people have actually been through uh, to get to where they are. Yeah. It just, you learn, you come out as a different person, whether you win or not. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's been such a great exposure in mm. terms of different areas of my life that yeah. I couldn't believe some of the even stories that I've heard, for example. Uh, so it's quite interesting. It makes you a stronger person. Yeah. Uh, realizing and appreciating life. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, uh, like I said, you don't have to be the most beautiful. You just have to be you to be in a pageant like this. Do you think it's helped? Like, I know that you are, you are doing quite a lot of campaigning at the moment. I know that you, you are campaigning around Baby Loss Awareness Week. In, is that, that's in October, right? Yes, it's from the 9th and 15th of October. And do you think the success that you've had within pageants like that has enabled has empowered you to be able to speak out on subjects like this it definitely has um there are a few topics that um first of all the main one of the main topics that we have covered during mm -hmm. this pageant and which i'll be also doing over the next year promoting it actively is domestic violence yeah um i'm working towards it and i think a platform like this you know to vocalize yourself yeah. through a platform like this empowering yeah. women talking about different uh, ideas and things you know putting it out there mm -hmm. i think there is no other platform than this because you know you're representing something yeah. you, you know there are more people hearing you yeah and i think it's a great platform it has been so yeah. far for me and i want to continue doing this yeah yeah so talk to me about baby loss awareness week um 
So obviously I'll tell you um, why uh, it has been a very important and touchy subject for me. Yeah, because it is, it's a big subject and it, you know, it's, um, you know, it's a horrific subject really, mm -hmm. isn't it? It's something that's very difficult for, yes. for families to, to deal with. Um, what, what drew you to, to wanting to, to campaign around this subject? Um, so we lost our son six years ago when he was only two months old. Um, Sorry I, to hear that. Um, it's okay. Um, when he passed away, I didn't think um, that, or maybe I was in that situation. I didn't think I had uh, more people to reach out who has been in situations like this or who could tell me that there is something after this because... You know, when uh, something like this happens, like, you know, your world crashes, you know, there's, yeah. you know, we go through losses all the time in our lives. But seeing my uh, son die was a life changing experience for me in terms of I just thought my world has finished. Yeah. And uh, the fact and, and, that. And when was that? Six? Ever uh, six years ago. That, um, you, I know you've got a daughter now who's four. Yeah, who's that, four. So this was your first child. That was our first child. So our daughter, my daughter Valentina. So my son was called Ethan. Yeah. Um, he, uh, when he passed away, I think I would have coped better. I would have grieved better if I had that support system, mm -hmm. which a lot of the women across the world don't have it. Yeah. So when given this opportunity to, you know, make people aware, become a support system for yeah. someone who is potentially going through what I'm going through, mm -hmm. if I could help even that one person through yeah. this, it, that would that would just make so much difference to me. I'll, I'll get pleasure telling yeah. them that, you know, there is a light at the end of the tunnel, yeah. you know? It's not that you don't think about that loss, it's how, how did you, the how life after that. How did you deal that. with that grief? It was hard. Uh, a little bit I'll tell you, it's not, I tell often people this. Um, I found out that I was a rainbow baby. A, a rainbow baby is a baby born after a loss. It's yeah. called a rainbow baby. So I didn't know that I, my mother had lost, uh, a lost a child till I was about 10. So I have come from a culture where you don't talk about that child. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, it's happened. You move on. Yeah. You know, there's a miscarriage. Oh, okay. You don't, you know, mm -hmm. they think like you more talk about it. But how I dealt with my grief was like, no, you have to talk about it. It mm -hmm. has happened. Mm -hmm. It's been the event that has changed your life. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the things that I have struggled, even though, you know, I've had a very supporting family. Uh, but talking about a baby loss has been awkward from uh, some some family members of my side, which um, I wish that there was another organization where I could have spoken to people who experienced the same yeah. thing. Um, and, uh, you know, just just telling them that it's not okay. Yeah. It's absolutely not okay. You yeah. lost the most precious thing in your life, yeah. but you've got this. I've survived yeah. it. It's made me stronger. It's made me who I am today. If I can do it, yeah. being at my rock bottom, you yeah. can. How did he pass? Uh, he was unwell when he was born. Uh, long story short, um, he, uh, he had a small UTI. He was, uh, you know, a newborn, uh, he uh, he had sepsis and basically it was, we couldn't do much about. So yeah. it was a shock to the system to everyone. Yeah. And it was a lot to take in because, yeah. you know, you have the whole house prepared mm. for a newborn baby and... Uh, baby did did he ever home. actually come home from the hospital? Yes, he, he did. did. Yeah, we had a lovely Christmas and yeah. he passed um, just the day before New, New Year's Day. Oh, wow. Six years ago, yeah. <sighs> it's difficult, isn't it? Yes. 
but what I want to say is look where I'm coming from like I you know as it I couldn't even talk about it how do you rebuild, how do you come back for if anything happened to my daughter I mean god the thought of it just saying now I can feel my eyes welling up you know just even thinking about it I mean it, I just can't even fathom how I would ever get over that you don't get over it <laughs> sorry um you never get over it that's the thing um you learn how to live with it and uh, sorry don't be silly and that's what i want people to know you don't have to get over it you have to learn to live with it you have to understand that so i'm getting a tissue um you you have this life which you build around your loss you know they're not forgotten they and also like a lot of the people i've met um that have have said like you know oh you know you'll have to not talk about it or that's probably the best way to get over it but no there is no getting over it this no. is your life you have to it's build a, a life you, it's it? a part of you and um you have to talk about it baby because you don't want people to forget mm -hmm. and um that's one of the things that actually helped me making him a part of my life yeah. making him not forgotten yeah so if i could help anyone i mean people grieve differently different people grieve yeah. differently but and trust me i've tried everything um but the best thing is you just have to you'll have to put yourself up yeah. you'll have to know that you know you're not alone you have a support system who'll be there with you yeah. you know there'll be days you can't get out of bed yeah you know but i think just okay. the fact that it's you're okay. the, the fact that you are sat here on a platform like this as mrs india in asia to be able to because i can only imagine how what dark place you've come from i can only i can't i can't i mean i can't even empathize with it because it's it, it, it must be beyond my capability of understanding what you've probably been through with this and for you to to come that full Thank circle you to be back here and to be able to be as brave as this, to sit here and discuss this subject like that, I think is only going to empower more women to know that if you can, if you can 360 this whole thing like this, then other people can too. Yes, that's what I mean. I mean, I, like I was born at a, in a very modest family, yeah. um, a very normal middle-class family in India. Yeah. I, um, I'm very proud of what I've achieved. I've worked through the years. I've been, I'm a self-taught businesswoman. I'm a self-taught Forex and cryptocurrency trader. Oh, are you? Uh, yes. Talk about um, <laughs> yes. Oh, I'll never stop. You'll go for quite a lot of you. Um, I was talking about that. So, uh, and also I, I self-teach myself a lot of things. Yeah. Um, and, um, it's it's not just what i've experienced in life or i have worked for everything i wanted to achieve in my life nothing yeah. has been given on a plate to me yeah um and i want women out there to know that you can do it yeah. you you can do it like you don't need a rich dad or yeah. a rich husband mm. or a push you know you can do it from scratch yeah. you know if i could do it yeah. going through so much in my life and yeah. not giving up you can too you know what's crazy is that we as human beings we're a lot stronger than we realize aren't we yes absolutely we're able to deal with a lot more than we actually know that we're you're capable, capable of. of yes absolutely yeah. unless you're thrown down in the gutter you don't yeah. know that you can climb back up absolutely have you heard of david goggins no 
I'm a, I keep, <laughs> I keep going on about this guy. So David Goggins, he is, um, well, he's a he's a former Na- American Navy SEAL turned okay. like hardcore athlete. So his story, basically, in 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 a few sentences, is he was extremely overweight. He was working like click. Uh, he was like a pest control person, killing okay. cockroaches and rats. Wow. Really, really like like not a fun job, basically. Yeah. Um, and he was extremely overweight. He was obese, and he had an epiphany that he wanted to become a Navy SEAL. Wow. So he then rang up all these like Navy SEAL training camps, and they all said, "No, not a chance. You're way overweight. It's never going to happen. Not a chance." And then one yeah. guy said to him, "Well." We're doing the induction in a hundred days, but you're like five stone overweight. Okay. But if you lose the five stone, we'll give you a chance. You lost the five stone in a hundred days. Wow. In a hundred days. And then from there, he just went on to do more and more incredible things. So like he did that, he got into the Navy SEALs. He then went on to do this thing called ultra running where... So basically what he did is he turned up to a race not knowing what it was, not well, not ever training for it, knowing that he had to run for 24 hours, 100 miles. And he just turned up and ran 100 miles for 24 hours. Wow. With no training. Very so he's, impressive. he's kind of mastered the art of knowing how far you can push yourself as a human being and knowing that, that we are capable of so much more than we think we are. Absolutely. And when, when you're at the point of most pain, there's actually, you're only halfway there. And there's actually another 50% in the tank that you've not quite tapped into. And I think emotionally it is quite obviously the same. Because if for someone like yourself, who's been through such a tragedy, can bounce back from that to this position that you're in now, I think it, it's kind of similar in a sense. Yes. But from an emotional sort of strength perspective. Yes. He's coming from an athletic perspective. Yes. But it all comes from here, essentially, doesn't exactly. it? Exactly. It's all there. Yeah. And um, I personally feel this coming from personal experience. Yeah. I've always been like a go-getter. Yeah. Even as a child. Uh, it's for, It could be anything. Like, first, I would say, like, education. Yeah. I didn't need the education to do the job I was doing. Yeah. I later on went, um, after two years working into the field, I then did my master's yeah. uh, from Northumbria. Yeah. Uh, and then I had my education when I thought, I did very old school way yeah. at the beginning, yeah. but did the total like opposite school, after that. college, university, and then get a job. Yeah, that, and then, the- yeah, that's the whole mentality, right? So yeah. I did my uni and then got the job and mm. I hated it. That's what I want to tell even the young youth now. Yeah. You don't know what you want to do unless yeah. you start doing it. Exactly. And like, there's always this fear of like, oh, what if I can't do it? Yeah. Or like, oh, maybe that's not the field for me. Yeah. If you want to do it, yeah. give it a shot. Exactly. Maybe you'll be the best in the field. You, know you never know. We had yesterday, the f- we're, we're filming another show. Um, so we had a guy called Andrew Hammond on the show. He, okay. He's the, he's the senior director of learning at Discovery. And we're having the same conversation and we were talking about the role of education in like how important is it to the outcome of someone's life and at me i mean i've i mean i'll be honest with you i've got no gcse's well i've got two i've got no degree i've got nothing i'm the least qualified person in this room compared to all of these lot but yeah i'm the boss so it just goes to show that 
education, yes, it's important. I think if you want to be a lawyer or you want to be a scientist or a doctor, then you need to go to university. Like you can't be learning that on YouTube. But I think in an area of business or anything else, I think you it's just about drive, motivation, ambition, and looking at a destination, charging at it relentlessly until you get there yeah and i think that is what we should be pushing more of in, in I know, schools and especially for the like you know i you see it's quite sad to see like how you know the old school way like we discussed people do it all the do is end up getting into student loan paying yeah. it for the next couple of years especially here especially here and um it's it's not required is it the same in india well um Getting a student loan is not as common, but what happens, the culture difference in yeah. India, what happens is your parents pay for everything. Yeah. And, How expensive is university there? Um, well, they're getting expensive every day, I would say. Is it comparable? It is very comparable if you go to the to, top unis. To UK, right, um, okay. Yes. Um, and we have got one of few of the best universities yeah. um, and the education system is quite strict and very good. Mm. But um, you you just getting forced into like, you know, being the sheep in the field yeah. like you know you have to be the engineer the doctor or the lawyer and yeah. you're getting forced into not even liking that subject mm -hmm. um and then you come some people kind of like me like again i think i've been very fortunate i remember not liking the job and going to my dad who's actually paid for all this education yeah. a lot of money i was like i don't like the job and my i thought my dad is gonna go mental so did you start working in biotech yeah so i started working as a lab technician that was my first job and as a what a lab technician oh, a lab technician yes right, okay. and i didn't like it i mean i knew my personality i was right. like i knew where the future of that job role was and yeah. i was like enjoyed it was very interesting i looking loved down down at your future self and thinking god this is hell. no i'm i'm like i was a people's person i yeah. like to talk i like yeah. to get deals done i know yeah. you can see i'm, I'm a salesperson yeah. so i need to be there i yeah. need to be selling something yeah. like you know uh, I'm sure, I mean, sales is in every aspect of business in yeah. any sector you go. But yeah. at that point of time in life, I didn't think that field was for me. Yeah. And uh, that's why I changed. Uh, and um, even when what I moved to What did he say? Uh, he was shocked at first, uh, but I was very young as well. I was only 20 at that time. And yeah. he was like, okay, if you want to try something else. So he was cool he about it? He was very cool about it. it was, he was always been a very strict dad. So yeah. I was quite surprised. And... I can't thank him enough Yeah. Uh, because if I got pressured and carried on, I don't think I would have done as well as I'm doing now yeah. if it was not for him when I, giving my, me that I started green in, light. I started in music and I said to my dad, this is what I want to do. Yes. And everybody was like, <laughs> <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about, music? Yeah. And um, he said, uh, give it a year. So go on and give, yeah. give it a year, see if you can make it work. And uh, luckily I did, but... He was, I mean, wow. my dad's quite, he's had three English wives. He's, he's pretty liberal. Do you know what <laughs> I mean? He can't, he, there's only so much like tradition he can enforce on me. Yeah. Looking at how he's lived. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what I mean? Bless him. But um, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's strange though because my family over there, they are quite traditional. A lot of my cousins have followed that very traditional route. Yes. And their mindset is very much ingrained in, in that. But a lot of them have moved out of India. My cousin, he got a, he came here, and then he's gone. He's gone back now, just recently. My other two cousins have gone to America, and I think it's because of the competition. There's so much competition for for jobs in India. The population's massive, isn't it? 
and everyone's trying to get to university everyone's yes, following everybody that has path. the same degrees yeah um, it's, it's very repetitive yeah it's hard to stand out from the crowd absolutely i agree yeah, it's a big crowd <laughs> <laughs> it is yeah <laughs> So you're also campaigning on domestic violence. Yes, um, that's something which I've started doing um, with uh, Mrs. India yeah. uh, journey. And uh, one of the main topics that we'll be covering in Mrs. Universe would also be about domestic violence. Um, so basically raising awareness. Uh, one of the main aspects that I spoke about, especially in India, mm -hmm. given the culture. Um, you know... You know, when we speak about domestic violence, we automatically think about the physical aspect, like, mm -hmm. you know, hitting this, the physical abuse part. Um, the main, one of the main concentrations that I did was the mental abuse bit, which yeah. is, doesn't even exist in India. Yeah, well, in, it's, it's, it's in, not it's valid. Spoken. Yeah, 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 it's not a valid yeah. uh, abuse. It's like, yeah. oh, did he beat you? Yeah. Oh, he didn't. So he it can't be that bad of a husband. Nothing happened, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it can't be that bad of a husband. Yeah. But the impact that that's having on women mm -hmm. and um, also the future generation, like the kids growing up, mm -hmm. seeing not just, physical abuse also the mental abuse that yeah. they go through on a daily basis yeah uh it's it's heartbreaking like you know and the laws and the systems that is in place is very different what it is in india than the western world yeah. uh you can't just go and file a divorce can't, unless yeah. you are you know physically abused or you have a valid really? reason yeah you can't go to the court of law in india and say oh my husband is mentally abusing me i want a divorce they'll be like there's no law Really? Yes, there isn't. So you so can't get divorced in India. You can, um, but there has there are different rules. Um, there there are different ways. Like it's, it's not like very here, different from the you, Western world. If you just want to get a divorce, you to can be, do. No, you can't. There has to be a proper um, hearing on it. Yes. There's no. There's not a website. It's not like as easy. Here. It's not as easy, especially for women. Right. And uh, you know, um, and a woman who is also not from a very influential family yeah. things like that so it's a lot of factors that comes in yeah so these are the things that i've learned uh, it just being in that one week thing you know yeah. we had uh, really good speakers we had yeah. a lot of people influential people coming yeah. in telling us about all these things so it's been very interesting yeah so the campaign that i, I intend to carry on not just yeah. for along with my woman empowerment yeah. and baby loss is not just just for this year that i'll be doing and wearing the crown yeah uh, but i just something i always wanted to do and i want to carry on it's yeah. only made me realize how how you know difficult some women's life are yeah life is there and yeah. just everywhere in the world yeah so um just you know being another helping hand yeah. raising awareness that you know there is help out there yeah you know you could change your life if yeah. you want there are people who want to help you um just giving them the confidence to get out of their shell what commitments as 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 mrs india do you actually is there any things that you specifically have to do like, um after you've won that is there like a a calendar of commitments that you actually have to do no matter what um not as such uh but there are obviously a lot of things like as such, like the domestic violence aspect that yeah. we work on which is an ongoing thing which yeah. goes on there's no like hard and fast rule yeah uh but that's the whole point like if you're given that opportunity yeah. of raising your voice yeah. with a platform like this why yeah. would you not yeah. you know there's so many there are millions of women hearing yeah. you and looking up to you like you know you are mrs asia you're mrs india what are you going to do about it yeah so it you become do a you role model the, do you find that there is a pressure attached to it because of 
because of the um, title? I don't think it's a pressure because I'm quite enjoying it. Yeah. I always wanted to be an advocate of uh, the things that I'm working towards right now. Yeah. So I feel quite honored. Yeah. Uh, I feel to be in a more better situation than I was there because yeah. I feel like I'm more of a role model. Mm -hmm. I'm more of being able to get my voice out there. Mm -hmm. There'll be more people listening to me and yeah. I, I think it's a win-win situation. Yeah. And do you then have to go in for Mrs. Universe? Yes, which is in November in oh, Korea. Oh, really? Yes. In where? In Korea. Wow. Yes, it's in Seoul. So what, what happens then? What do you do when you get there? Like, what? how does it work? Um, so like, it's like any other pageants. Uh, so you get like a lot of trainings. You, you meet a lot of wonderful people. There'll yeah. be more than 120 contestants going from different countries. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of um, things we'll be doing for domestic violence, a lot of raising awareness. Yeah. It's more to do, um, it's more, more than beauty yeah. in a pageant when it comes what to are misses. The, what are the other contestants like? Well, I've not met them yet, but I'm sure they're all very amazing. What uh, are the because India ones like? Uh, they're quite nice. I'm very impressed. <laughs> well, you are not telling the truth. <laughs> no, uh, no, they were they were all very nice. It's it's um, it's the story, is the background that they come yeah. from, which impressed uh, me quite a lot because not all of the women there have had an easy life. Oh, really? Yes, I mean, especially you know, it, that's what I mean. Like you meet people, you don't yeah. understand yeah. that what they've been through or yeah. what they're going through at yeah. the moment. So it's quite interesting. Like you could see a successful, quite wealthy, you know, women, yeah. woman there, sat there and talking about her experience of domestic yeah. violence. You'd be shocked. You'll think yeah. like, oh, she's got an easy life. Yeah. But that's what I mean, like to be there to talk to different strangers who become your friends mm -hmm. and like understanding the backgrounds and everything. It's been an eye opening opener for me. Really? Yeah. Not even a little bit competitive? Uh, to be honest, I think it wasn't competition. So there <laughs> has to be a bit competitive, but um, when I was there, I mean, I, I saw it more as an opportunity. Um, yeah. Winning was amazing. The bonus, yeah. Yes. Did you expect bonus. to win? Not really. I mean, there were some very good um, candidates there, yeah. and uh, but I I think I evolved myself there. I mean, yeah. I always had like I'm like, oh my god, I'll, will I have a st stage fright? I'll be yeah. like being asked a question in front of so many jury members yeah. and everything. So, but I did well. I yeah. I gained the confidence over the training I had yeah. over there. And uh, had you done much public speaking before that? Uh, not much, but I've done um, I've done a lot of influencing work. Uh, right. So I do I I've been to not exactly the kind of public speaking that I'm I'm doing at the moment. Yeah. But I had very little exposure. Yeah. But I'm developing every day. Yeah. I think. So. Oh, amazing. Yeah. So, what's next for you after this stage? Then you're gonna do Mrs. Universe. Then what? Um. Well, it's it's a lot of things that has come to me with. Uh, this pageant and the journey. Yeah. I'm working a few exciting things. With, yeah. I'm not going away from the pageant world. I'm working on something exciting, yeah. uh, which will be announced in a couple of weeks. Okay. Um, to uh, carry on in this. Will it be announced by the time that we launch this show? We're, this is out in the middle of October, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Probably after this. After this? Yes. Okay. So, we'll have to get you back then. Yeah. <laughs> so... And uh, obviously, uh, the platform that it has given me mm -hmm. to raise the various things, issues that yeah. I would like to bring forward and empower and encourage other women. Uh, so this is something I want to continue for a long time. And, you know. Well, I think 
I think you've done, I think your journey is incredible, ma'am. I really respect what you've done. Thank you. And I wish you all the best with Mrs. Universe. Thank you. In November. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs>